And you're listening to Hot 16, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. That's right, you're listening to Hot 16, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. I'm your host, Stateline J, joined by Soral Bell in the building. What's good with you, brother? What's going on, man? Not too much, not too much. It's been another week in hip-hop. We are here for track 24 of Hot 16. Got a lot to talk about. We got to do some housekeeping, as usual. Um, we thank you guys for joining us again this week. As you know, you can follow us on social media. That's at Hot 16 Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, wherever you are listening to us this week. Just remember that you can hear us on five different platforms. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. So pretty much on any device on that you have. Yeah, we on everything. Any device you have, you can listen to your voice from High 16 anywhere you are on any electronic device. Now, if you have access to iTunes, all we ask, though, is that you please leave us a review and subscribe to the show, that both of those things really help our growth and get us ranked higher in the music charts. And as always, if you guys leave a review, we will promise to read them on the air. Because we always do anyways. Yeah, we always you know read them on the air, but you know what? I'm going to save it for the end today. We're going to read okay. it at the we're end. We're going to read it at the end? We got so That's a little different. That's a little different. I'm going to okay. change it up a little bit, make y'all wait for it a little bit, because I want you to just hear your name and then stop listening, all right? Right. This is a very important episode. A lot of things to talk very about important. that are happening in the world. Um, now, also, if you, if they have questions, Sorrell, where can they send these questions? They already know, man. If they have any questions, um, anything about the show that they would like us to talk about, they want to come on the show, all you got to do is hit us up with an email. simple, hot16show at gmail.com. No doubt. And like no I doubt. said, they can hit us up with anything. Nothing's off limits. Yep. We do this for you guys. We love y'all. We love this culture. We love hip hop um, and the world of entertainment. So whatever you guys want us to talk about or anything just in, in general, just feel free to hit us up, hot16show at gmail.com, exactly. and we'll make it happen. Exactly, exactly. We are very accessible. We will always respond. I, always. We, I, I know for me, to, I'll respond We know to some anything. people who won't respond, but we respond. <laughs> right. We, yeah, we don't want to talk about that, but I will respond to everything. If you hit me up on Instagram, at StateLineJ underscore, on Snapchat, at StateLineJ, anything, yeah. I'll respond back. I love the feedback. I love talking to everybody that listens to the show. It, it makes me feel good when I know personally who's listening to the show. It does feel good, yeah, especially so when people have concerns. Like a lot of people that, that hit me up, they're like, "Yo, why are you like why are you guys always go hard on this person? Or why right. y'all why y'all talk about this? Or why y'all, at first it was like, "Yo, I'm one of them kids who was born after '93. Why y'all always <laughs> picking on me?" And I was like, "Man, we not picking on you. It's just the way it is." Exactly, exactly. Now, um, there's a lot of things we want to talk about, and we're not going to do headlines just yet. Um, this week, we saw a couple of different things happen with the culture. Um, and obviously, the lead thing that we want to discuss are the shootings that took place um, this last week, um, the police shootings. Obviously, you know, we had um, Alton Sterling was the first uh, that was, I don't know what word to use. Do I use murdered? I, I, I don't want to wrongfully accuse, you know what I mean? But right. from the video footage, it seems to be it, like he was murdered. It looked like he was murdered in cold blood. Right. Now, that was just one of two. Um, I kind of want to focus on that one first, and then we'll go to the next one. Like, So Alton Sterling, I guess the situation that unfolded... The crazy thing, first off, is that everything is videotaped now. Everything. Now, I haven't watched this video. Not this I watched one. it. I watched the other one. I didn't see this video. For some reason, I didn't want to watch it. It was the first one. And so I was like, I don't... Part of me is like, like, uh, like who, who really wants to see that? Right. You know, so I don't really, really want to watch that? that. You know, like hearing about it, reading about it, seeing pictures, like the still photos was enough for me. And it was just really gripping 
and kind of hurt to even know that it happened. But I guess the situation, how it unfolded was, and you can correct me and jump in anywhere you, you want to here, Sorrell. Uh, gentleman was selling CDs. This is what we know so far. He was selling CDs in front of the store. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the well, which he's always he's always at. done. The store mm-hmm. owner has allowed him to do this. Uh, there was a a nine one one call. Yeah. To about a gentleman complaint. Yeah, a, about a gentleman having a gun. They don't say who. They just said a gentleman has a gun. Police arrive on the scene. Allison Sterling's the only gentleman outside, so they yeah. approach him. Um, lo and behold, something unfolds where he's on the ground. Basically, police have his mm-hmm. their he knee was, in his he chest. Was tackled, tackled. Okay, so tackled. on the video you see him he get was, tackled. Uh, in the video, he was he was standing there speaking with the officers, right? And then all of a sudden, one of them hauls off and just like really like tackles him, like spears him, right? Um, takes him to the ground, and you know at at that moment um, when you thinking like, yo, I, I I do this all the time. I'm here. I don't know what's going on, right? And he wasn't necessarily resisting arrest. He was just, I think, just like. Yo, what the hell is going on? Like, why why is there two police officers on me right now? You guys got my 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 limbs, like you guys got your knees on my limbs into the ground. I can't move. This hurts. Right. So he was he was moving a little bit. More so to get try to get comfortable. More so probably. to try to get into a comfortable position to be arrested. Right. And you know, one thing led to another, and the cops, they both cops pulled their weapons out and they just, you know, just start shooting. Right. Now the story has it, I guess there was five shots fired, right? Um and Ultimately killing him. Yeah. And this was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right? And I don't... When I first heard about the story, it's sad that the first thought in my mind was not surprised. Yeah, it was like another one. Yeah, it's like, oh, another one. Um, And obviously, you know, you see the hashtags, you see everything on Instagram, Twitter, everybody speaking out against it. And then the next day... Not even, was it even 24 hours? <laughs> I don't even know if it was a full 24 even... hours. The next day, because I believe that video was in broad daylight, so this might have been like 16 have, hours. It might, yeah. 16 hours later in Minnesota, uh, Philando Castile is gunned down by a police officer in his car. With his lady and his child. And his child in the back seat. Now, I, saw, I watched this video. Now... Okay, so I said I didn't watch the first one because I just didn't, I didn't want to. Right. But when something happens back to back like that, I felt like I had to watch it. Right, like something goes off, an alarm goes off. Yeah, I didn't want to because I knew what I was going to see. You know, like they tell you what you're going to see, mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't want. I don't want to see anybody get killed. Like movies, TV is different because I know it's fake. But seeing a real live living person. Being gunned down, whether it's by police, I don't even like watching by fight. anybody. I don't even like watching fight videos, like when people upload yeah, videos no, of people fighting or somebody getting jumped. I don't even want to watch that shit. So I don't want to see an, an innocent man get killed, right? You know. And so this this story kind of rung a little bit closer to me for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but for some reason I feel more connected to this one than the others. And I guess he, you know, he gets pulled over for I forget what it was. Was it like a taillight? I, I think believe. it was a taillight. Broken taillight. Very, anyone in the world could be pulled over for this. Like mm-hmm. any, a lot of times you have a broken taillight, you don't even know. No, that's broken. It'll just go out. You You're have the last a brand new car, and yeah. it'll just go out. You're the last person to know, unless somebody tells you, "Hey, your taillight's out." You don't even know. Yeah, that your taillight is out. 
Um, and, and typically, this is something that results in a fix-it ticket, at least from in California. Like, I've gotten fix-it tickets before. Like, it's just one of those things, hey, your tail light's out, you have 30 days to fix it. Next time you get pulled over, you'll get a ticket. Right? Exactly. That's it. That's simple. That's, it. that's, that's how that should go. It is. Right? You should just be notified. Like, hey, yo, do you have your go, ID? Go to AutoZone. Do you have your insurance? Do you have a registration? Okay. All right. I'm going to write this for you. You have 30 days to get this fixed. Boom. Simple. That's it. Plain when it's simple. fixed, go to the courthouse, show them it's fixed, they'll sign it off, you're good to go. That's it. That, that's, I ain't even a cop, and I know that's all that should have happened. It's common sense. <laughs> that's all that should have taken place. No one should go to jail over, no, yeah. one, should, no one should die yeah. over a taillight. Over a taillight. Over a taillight. Not at all. Not at all. Guns shouldn't even be drawn over a taillight. Now, before I go into like my personal run-ins with, with police uh, situations, now, he, the police officer apparently asked him to show his ID. Show his identification. According to the girlfriend who recorded the majority of this video, um, he told the officer, I have a license to hold, mm-hmm. right? So he he's following the law. He, he's following the law. He also told him that, you know, I have a gun, right? That the officer, uh, usually the officers would ask that, right? So this gentleman gave you this information. Willingly, willingly. Willingly gave it to you. He told you that I'm going to reach into my pocket to grab my wallet. And he ends up dead. As he's reaching for his wallet. As he's reaching for his wallet. I don't, I don't know what else, what, what he's supposed to do in that situation. And I, I don't know. If, I think if the cop was, if he was that afraid, mm-hmm. that, that's when you say, just like when any other stop, it's like, oh, you have a weapon? Well, I'm going to need you to step out of the vehicle. Right. Simple. Step out, hands in the air. I'll grab your weapon from you. I'll grab your identification. You're an officer. Exactly. They they train you different tactics of how to exactly. You, know, you should be prepared for this. You don't have to kill a man. Right. Yeah. I know it's just tricky, man. I I also think that police officers they're you know they're supposed to know their surroundings. Like, what if one of those bullets would have went into that child? Yeah. That's one of the things that keeps going in my mind. Like, because he was just unloading. Exactly. What if you would you just slightly moved to the left and you would have shot that baby? Yeah. Yeah. And what threat do you think he poses with his daughter in the back seat? What threat does he pose? No, knowing the state of police right now, I don't think any man, I don't care what race he is, I don't think anybody is going to do something stupid with a child in the back seat. No. And I don't, I, it's just not going to happen. I, yeah, I don't it's know. It's just not going to happen. I don't have kids, so maybe I'm wrong, but... No. I have a son, and I'm, I would tell you that even on my worst day, if I'm angry as hell at the world, like, I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize my child. Right. Like, I'll, I'll drop my baby off, and then maybe... <laughs> right, come back. But as my child right. is right there... Exactly. So, and in the world that we live in with these officers, like, I'm not doing anything no. to jeopardize his life. Not at all. And, and to jeopardize mine, because i got to be able to take care of my child. Yeah, Exactly. And so, another thing is that I feel like, and this is something I've been thinking about, a lot of times police officers, I feel, just from my experience, the police officers that I've come in contact with, they don't seem to, they didn't grow up in neighborhoods, in the neighborhoods that they're policing. No. So they don't really, their first interaction with black people or people of color in general, any other race outside of white or outside of their own. (laughs) They get when they are on the job. Mm-hmm. And I think that creates fear. 
It does. You know, because you're, you're fear of the unknown. They, fear what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't know, or you only know what you come in contact with, right? So when you're a police officer, let's say you grew up in some suburban city, right? And now you're asked to police. Compton. Inner city. Yeah. Yeah. Any inner city, really. And the only black person you knew was the janitor at your high school. You know what I mean? And now, and now you police in this neighborhood where it's a lot of crime, mm-hmm. a lot of you know violent crime, nonviolent. Crime. It's just a lot of crime in general. Right. And so the only black people that so you are now now you think that all black people are just criminals. Exactly. Because that's all you and that's what you've been told. Yeah, that's what you've been told from that's your what coworkers, you, from your lieutenant, exactly all that. And you got other officers who. They laughing at you like, oh, you in that you in that zone today? Yeah. Oh, how good luck. Right. So right. you you automatically like, hey, let me clutch up real quick. Ain't no good people in this zone. There's no good people in here. Right. No. And not even from the kids. <laughs> yeah. From the children, because kids are getting killed now by police officers. Exactly. And beaten. And I think that might be part of the problem because obviously the the, the officer in that second video with Philando um Castile was so shaken. He was very shaken. But he wasn't shaking enough. He he um he knew how to pull that trigger. He knew how to pull that trigger though. Right. Multiple times. But he was so shaken, like he didn't even he shouldn't have even been there. That like that situation was bigger than him that he he couldn't yeah. handle. And I feel like I don't know what they're being trained in the academy, but these you should if you are not if you are afraid of the people that you're going to be quote unquote protecting and serving. You shouldn't. You need to find another job. Exactly. You don't need to find another job. You should not have a weapon. No. If that's the case, you need to just be a security guard or something. Yeah. You're not ready. A hallway monitor, (laughs) because you you obviously can't monitor the streets. Exactly. Being a police officer is is a lot of people think like, oh, the cops they just want to you know throw everybody in jail. No, like you said, the police officer's job is to serve and protect the community. That's on every car. It's on every car. That's it. That's all they have to do. They they go around the neighborhoods. They make sure the Everything is going cohesively and right. Exactly. Everybody's cooperating with the um, guidelines of the law. And if not, you can step in and say, hey, look, that's not the law. Right. This is, this is what you're there's, supposed to be there's doing. There's nothing on their tagline, on their cars, that say, fuck with people. No. It's protect and serve. But that's what they do, <laughs> man. They have, they've been given so much authority that they, they, like, they really feel like they're, uh, they can be untouched. Yeah. Which they can, in a way, almost. Like... They they do stupid shit. They have, kill people. and Nothing happens to have them. Have you ever been pulled over for absolutely no reason? Oh yeah, I, I got better yet. When I was in my first year in college, I was taking the bus. I got pulled over. I never been pulled over in my life. Didn't have anything. Yeah. I got pulled over walking. I just got off the bus. Hey, boop boop. Uh, excuse me. I'm gonna need you to stand over here. And I've never gotten pulled over before, so I was like, okay, cool. I, I immediately threw my hands in there. That's yeah. all I knew. Right. Threw my hands in there. They're like, what do you have in the backpack? I was like, some notebooks, books, candy. <laughs> right. right. And he's like, well, you. They told me they said you fit the description of somebody we're looking for right now, and I was like, well, I just left school and I don't do shit. You guys don't run my name and everything. He said, oh, you're being a smart ass, and I really wasn't. I'm telling you, I wasn't. I was <laughs> right. just, I was nervous, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna do whatever you guys want me to do. And he was like, shut up. He's like, just give me your ID. Yeah. Give my ID. He's like, give me your social. I didn't have it. He was like, why not? Why don't you have it? And just being like a real dick. And then he threw my ID back at me, and they left. And I was a little shaken up. Like I had to sit there for a minute and let that process. Right. And I was in at that time. I was in. Um, I was in the hood. Like, well, I should have been more scared of like the people. Like, right? The, you know what I'm saying? I was more. <laughs> I was like, I was looking for somebody in the hood to like talk to. Like, yo, I don't know what happened. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And I talked to a guy, and he was like, "Bro, like, don't even. They do this all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here I am, somebody who 
who's not privy to that. And I was like, yo. And then you got the other people in the neighborhood that's like, bro, that's just how it is. Yeah. And these cops, they really don't give a damn. No. It's protect and serve. Nowhere does it say fuck with people. Nope. Like, I... 16, I remember, I think I was like 16, 17. We were... Um, it was like a Saturday morning. We had basketball practice. I was in high school. And we carpooled to practice because, you know, one one dude had a car. So we all would ride with him. And I'll never forget it. It was like 9, 10 in the morning. We turn off the block. You know, we about to, we headed to practice. We picked up the homie. We leaving. All in our jerseys, right? We're in basketball club. We're heading right. to basketball <laughs> practice. Like, we literally had, our, pra- we had yeah. our high school practice jerseys on, right? And we get pulled over. As soon as we hit, hit the street, as soon as we hit Crenshaw, we get pulled over. They ask all of us to get out the car and sit on the curb. Saying we fit the description of somebody that was involved in, like, a car robbery or something. I don't even remember. But I'm thinking, like... We are in fucking high school. You guys are in high school. We got basketball clothes on. Like, <laughs> and this is on the way to practice? On the way to practice. It's wow. a Saturday. It's like nine in the morning. Like, why? Y'all waking up to steal cars early, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like, we are going to practice. We, don't, we ain't thinking about none of this shit you talk. Like, why do we got to get out the car for this? Yeah. All you have to do is ask for the driver's ID. Even if you want to ask for all of our IDs, fine. Cool. Like, do that. Listen, these ain't, these ain't the names we're looking for. That, that's all it should have been. No, they we apologize. Get out. We sorry. You guys have a good day. Yeah. No, now we late for practice because it is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is when they do that and you already think like, damn, I'm late to practice. I'm out here in this heat, whatever. I'm sitting on the curb. Like people tend to get, you know, like furious. They get, they get attitudes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's hot. I don't want to be here. I shouldn't be here. And then when they ask these questions and then we, we snap back, it's like, Oh, you talking to me like that? <laughs> right. Like you gonna talk to me like that? You come over here, yeah. stand over here. I, I've had so many different run-ins with the law, and I we could do a whole show with just those, honestly. Yeah. And I've never been arrested in my life, like ever. But I've been you you wouldn't know that by the situation I've been in, you would think that I you was a fucking think, criminal. Huh? You wow. would think that. Wow. And it, it's really troubling that people that aren't doing shit are getting messed with by the police. And that and like that situation I just told you about took place in high school, right? That's like fifteen years, not fifteen years. I ain't that old. Like that was like 10, 10 years ago, right? And so, I, it scare it scares me literally that if that were to happen today, I don't know what would transpire. Like if I if I am a forty year old man and I got a son that's 15, 16 years old, you know, and that happens to them on the way to basketball practice, football practice, band practice, anything, yeah, like that may not go the same way. No, you know, that's the scary thing about and it. And it like, results in a phone call. Yeah, and not and not from your kid. Yeah, you know. Better yet, not even that. It might just result in a video. Like you yeah, might you, be on you your have, phone. You might have to watch the video. Of you like, find out last. Yeah, you see the headlines. Young man, you know, what I'm saying murdered by police, and you look at it, and you're like, damn, you're like, whoa, that's 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 my boy. Like right. that's me. He was going to band practice. Yeah, that's it. Just just another Saturday. Him and his friends were going to practice, and, and now and now I'm dealing with this, right? Yeah. And it, it's real shitty too because. Is it keeps happening over and over and over again. Yeah. And now people are at a point where like we're done. You know what I'm saying? We're we're really fed up. Yeah. It's like it's like fuck it. Like I'm tired of y'all killing us and getting away with it. And then for the ones that don't kill us necessarily, they beat the shit out of us and throw us in jail. Right. And I say us because it's it's all of us, no matter if it's like it's you know, they I feel like they're targeting the black people, but there's a, there's a bunch of people who are out here getting their ass whooped by police. Yeah. Like I've seen um I've seen them tackle an old white man. Like yeah. he was doing nothing. He crossed the street and they just came and tackled him out of nowhere, threw him on the ground. It's the power trip, man. 
It is a huge power, a power trip. trip. It's so ugly. So it's what do we ugly. do though? Like, what's 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 next? Because like they have these protests, you know, these peaceful protests, and I and like shout out to Game and Snoop that organized that walk to LAPD headquarters this weekend. Mm-hmm. And tip out in Atlanta. Yeah, Ti did one, and, and and I just that's cool and everything, right? It looks nice mm-hmm. for for the media, whatever attention, whatever. It looks nice, but what does it actually do? Is what I want to know, and I'm not saying it in a as a smartass. I'm right. I just really want to know, like, what is that going to do for us? And, and I'm and I'm never going to say we need to be violent, like you know. So rest in peace to all the officers that were killed in Dallas. Like that's a yeah, terrible that's thing. That's very happen. unfortunate. Like very eye for an eye, we both lose our sight. You know what I mean? Two yeah. wrongs don't make a right, as Jay Z would say. Like that doesn't do anything to do that. But I, it's almost as if that's the only way that I I think is more. Respected or heard, mm-hmm. you know, rather than peaceful protest. Like I don't know what a peaceful protest is going to do, other than make us look like we're unified. But at the yeah. end of the day, being unified don't give a sh- don't stop police brutality. It don't. No, it ain't gonna stop when it because at the time when I'm pull, when you pulled over, it's just you and that cop. You ain't gonna have thousand other black people with you. No, so you can leave a protest like you said, and then. That can happen. Right. There could be a cop that's targeting you from the jump. Like when you pull up, he's like, I don't like the way this dude looks. Right. As soon as he leaves, I'm on him. Exactly. And no matter what it may be, like, you can just get, they can just knock you for anything. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I think, I think people really need to, um, you know, I think the unification does need to be there, but I think it needs to go higher. Like, these police need to be held to the standard of the law. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's murder. It, it makes murder. you wonder, like, maybe the Black Panthers need to come back. And, and I know a lot of people are like, wait, hold up, hold up. No, the Black Panthers were not a terrorist organization like they, they were to not. Make them were. They were just somebody that policed the police. Yeah. Like, they're, and I don't, maybe it don't need to be the Black Panthers per se, but there needs, but to, be needs to be somebody. somebody who's not afraid. Yeah. Somebody who's not afraid. Now, I don't know if it's whether it be Congress needs to come up with some new laws Another or something. Vision of the police force. Like, yeah, something. like, do they need to go through different training tactics, whatever? But this shit cannot continue to happen because all it's going to do is. Create more rage. Yep. And then people keep talking about it, and I don't. I don't want to say it, but martial law is going to happen. <laughs> it is going to happen. It's going to be a very so popular topic that a lot of ugly. It's going to be very up, ugly. Like, Bro, in Baton Rouge, there were officers on the on the front line, um, with assault rifles in people's faces, in the yeah. citizens that yeah. they police every day. Right. Assault rifles. Right. You guys are the police. Y'all afraid? Like y'all that scared? We the ones should be afraid. <laughs> right. And that's what they do. They get they get their uh the little shields they have, and they get these assault rifles and their grenades and mace and all that. It's just a and scare they're, they're like, oh, we're we're scared. We we have to protect ourselves. Yeah. What are y'all scared of? Yeah. One assault rifle can take out all like a lot of people. So I mean, yeah. What what are y'all doing? I don't know, man. I, I hope it doesn't get there. Um, I hope it doesn't either. I don't want it to get that ugly. I I don't either. I like I said, I'm just more so afraid than anything. Yeah. Like, but we have not to cut you off. But we got other countries, like looking at us, like, damn, what's going on in the states? Right. And I'm I, more, I'm more fearful of like the police than I am of gangbangers or yeah, any of these so-called terrorist organizations. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of that because yeah, they're looking at us like, oh well, they're they're killing each other, but they worry about us bombing them. Yeah, oh, we got this. If that was the case, they like. Psh- we could take them out and they're like, still I, gonna kill each other. I don't like I don't I never fear for my life when I leave the house until recently. Like now I am I'm, I'm yeah, it's scary. Dead ass afraid. like it's scary. I don't wanna be pulled over at all for nothing. I don't wanna have any interactions with police. No. I don't wanna Bro, I make sure I go 
rate a little bit below the speed <laughs> limit. Like I'm driving safe. I'm not turning on the red lights. Like I'm I'm doing everything by like the book. Yeah, and I've decided that I'm gonna start driving with my driver's license in my dashboard. Mm. He's gonna put it right, right up there. Yep, because if if ever I, I get pulled over, window rolling down, you grabbing it yourself. I yeah. ain't moving. Handling steering wheel. That's more. I'm gonna start doing that too. That's that's that. I I thought of a lot of ideas. I feel like that's the safest one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me. Y'all let us know what the safest idea is. Email us your thoughts. I know we spent a lot of time on this, but we had to. It's very, it's very tough. We, we very had tough. to talk about this. Um, yeah. The homie Ace, shout out to Ace because he reached out and said, "Yo, I can't wait to hear what you guys do about the Black Lives Matter uh, movements." And and my thing was, I wanted to do like a full show. I wasn't sure. We'll touch. I feel like sadly we're gonna talk about this again at some point this year. Yeah, we are. And, and, and we are. We do have to touch on it again. And that's okay. Like I, I would love to talk about this more. But we I'd like are to bring here. some uh, some other uh, community members in to speak about it as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If you know anybody that's involved in the Black Lives Matter movement anywhere, have them reach out to us. They can call in. We could talk about it on here. We would love to hear like people that that are actively out there, right? Um, and what and what's happening on the streets now. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, we are the number one hip hop podcast in the world, so we have to talk about the culture. But we now culture, I want to talk man. about some hip hop. News, if that's okay with you guys, for us to pivot a little bit and brighten the mood a little. Yeah, bit. Let's, let's brighten let's, the mood let's bring a little the smiles bit. Back. Um, a lot of interesting things happen in hip hop as they always do. Now, uh, where do I want to start? Let's let's start with the Double XL Freshman Ciphers. Let's start with that. Are we gonna go into that? Yeah. Do you listen to those? You have a chance to check those the freshmen. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the ciphers. Oh, yeah. You heard all the ciphers. Um, I think the only one I haven't heard. I haven't heard Yachty's yet. Okay. <laughs> I haven't I, heard Yachty's. I did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like that. For, so. Yeah, but I did now. Yeah. Gotta say this. What's up? Of course, my man Lil Dicky held it down. Lil Dicky Shout out to my boy Amir, because he's hating on Lil Dicky right now, because he's into that, I don't want to say just that ratchet crap, because I listen to that. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, no, I'm not listening to Dicky. I'm listening to Yachty and all that. And I'm like, bro, Dicky's hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. No homo or never like the boy pause. goes, the boy goes in. Yeah. And, pause um, again. Pause again, yeah. <laughs> and um he held it down. Of course, the flame spitter. That boy Davies. Davies. Davies and my his. boy G Herbo. Come on now. Yeah, they had the best one, obviously. I, I feel like they should put Lil Dicky on that one. But uh so the first one I heard, well, the first one that came out was Lil Dicky, Anderson and then... Pack, and Designer. <laughs> And my boy shared it with me, and he says, hey, have you listened to this yet? I said, no. He said, all right, just skip to 145. I said, why? He said, because you don't want to hear designer. I said, no, I don't, but I'm gonna still check it out. I need to do this. Yeah. I was like, I need, to, I need to do this. The culture needs me to do this. So I listened to it. And at this point, and, and shout out to the homegirl, Michelle, who I talked to on Facebook, she actually asked me, she asked me after I had already heard it, hey, did you hear this? And I'm going to say exactly what I told her. At this point, I don't see why designer exists. I just don't. I just don't. I don't get, I don't get his, I don't even know who his market is. I don't get his niche. Amir, my friend Amir. People like him. You know people that like him. Yes. He just came back from Jordan, traveling the world, every, he went to Europe, all that. So he so he appreciates First the person, finer he things. comes back. He yeah, he comes back. He says, I was like, he's like, what you been listening to? I've been like, you know, a little bit of everything. You know, I'm, I'm in the hip hop, so I listen to everything. I was like, yeah. about you? He's like, I've been on that new English. 
I, I almost <laughs> forgot what he was talking about. I was like, that sounds like a drink, right? I was like, what? He's like designer, that mixtape. Yo, that and I was like, like that what like are you a, talking like about, Amir? And Amir is like a hip hop, hip hop type dude. And I was like, Amir, like what? He's like, no, he, I love it. I love it. I love everything that he does. I'm like, are you crazy? And he likes Future. Guys, See, I'm standing up right you, now. I'm standing up right now. You can't like Future and like designer. I've said that before. You can't like both of work. them. He likes his mixtape. Like he loves his mixtape. Oh my God. I don't understand. I don't get it. Because that freestyle, that shit, I don't even want to call it freestyle. That shit was just, that was. The remixes on the internet were better. Oh, so you got to show those to me. I haven't seen those yet. Oh, you haven't seen the remixes? Oh, oh my God. That new English is not even English. It's not even in English. Uh, so, yeah, his freestyle was the worst, easily. Um, Lil Dicky did a good job. Davies, G, your bro, they both ripped it. Um, the last one I saw, the Lil Yachty, Kodak Black, basically the turnip crew, 21 Savage, uh, Uzi. Uzi. I just didn't know what I was looking at when I was watching that shit. I like I Snapchatted that I was watching it, and I'm just I just don't even know what I'm looking at. It's just too much going on. Yeah, it's a lot. Aside from their bars being whack, it was just I Some don't even shit. know. Like niggas with colored hair and beads in their hair, yeah. and one nigga wearing a purse, and then <laughs> a nigga wearing glasses with beads in his hair. I just don't even know what the hell I'm watching. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't even know what it is. This freshman cover is uh this class is. As I would say, something else. Yeah. Kodak Black didn't do too bad, but even he was, I, it was just too, they just all just looked funny. Yeah. Kodak Black, he got, he got the, like the old school, like plaids, like, you know, when you used to yeah. puff balls and make your hair grow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at when I watch Free these Kodak. Kids. I don't know. I don't know. But y'all should check it out. The Freshman Cyphers, if you want, if you want to see DJ Drama, uh, fake like he's into it, y'all can watch that. He, he was looked, looking confused. He looked really like these niggas suck. He was like, <laughs> it's just a check, drama. It's just a check. He really looked like all y'all niggas is garbage. Yeah. Like, only time he looked interested was Davies, G Erbo, Lil Dicky. Anderson Pack was okay. So he seemed like a little interested in that. But like the rest of it, he just looked like, uh, set the check double XL. Yep. The beats were cool, though. Shout out to the producers that did all the beats. The beats always nice. The beats were cool. The beats always nice. All right, so let's go into this. So Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, I don't the know. The new warrior. <laughs> he's, he's joining the uh, Warriors, as we talked about last week. So that's a real thing? That's a real thing. Wow. It's, it's, it's actually wow. happening. Uh, but the main thing I want to talk about him is that when he first came out, remember how much people loved him? Remember how great he was? Remember how nice he was? He was Girls thought he was so sweet. Mothers were like... He's such a humble guy. He's a good son. He's a good son. He loves his mom. Yep. Mom, you the MVP. He was just this lovable dude, right? Now he joined the Warriors, and he's, he, well, the last year and a half, he's t- done a 180. He's turned into, like, bad guy, where he's like, I don't fuck with the press, basically, what he's saying. He don't like the media. Yeah. Now he's like, you know, he's joining the Warriors, and he's like, I don't care what y'all think, basically. Went back on his word, how he said he wanted to play with OKC the rest of his life, this and that. He's turned into a bad guy. Along those lines of humility, when he first came out, he said he didn't want his shoes to be as expensive as everybody else's. And so he asked Nike to make his shoes less. And they were like 85 bucks. You can get a yeah, pair of Katie's. Attainable. Right? Katie ones were 85 bucks or 88 bucks or whatever. And it's always been a nice shoe. Yeah. He's always, always had dope shoes. Always had dope shoes. Now, as years have gone by, 
the price tag has dribbled up a little bit. Yeah, it's going up there. Pardon the pun, dribbled up <laughs> just a little bit. And now his shoes are right around the same price as all the other ones. $150, $160. KD9s are coming out. They're going to be $150. Yeah. Which, in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal. Shoes are usually $150. That's, that's a price, you know what I'm saying? They you run know it. They are. But when you market yourself as this humble guy, and you tell everybody that you don't want them to be, you want them to be affordable for everybody, you know? And now you come out and you say, as humbly as I can say it, this is a direct quote, I'm not an $88 player. I'm an elite player in the league, wanted everything to be affordable, but I knew we had to sacrifice some stuff. I just wanted the fans of the brand and of the shoe to just stay patient with me and stay patient with who I am as a player and the level I was trying to go. Then he tries to sell it and says, you get a $250 shoe for like 150 bucks. I knew that these shoes, in order to stay on the same course and trajectory that I was headed, I would have to come up a bit on some, some of the stuff I said earlier. Hopefully people understand, and I think a lot of people have. I don't think so. As a parent, Sorrell, how do, how do you feel about that? I don't think so, because... You know, if, you, if my son says... If when he says, like, yo, dad, I, like, I really like these KDs... If he would have said, okay, let's say if he would have said that about the first ones. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, I got you. KD's a great player. Yeah. Like, the shoe's affordable. We own it. Let's go get them. Right. Fast forward. Yo, pops, I want them new KDs. How much they running? They like 160 170 with tax. I'm like, what? Like, they jumped that much? Right. And he's he's saying that he thinks... he So his play value... Is the shoe value. Is the shoe value. <laughs> right. That's stupid. That's so stupid. That's stupid. Like he's he was better off just saying nothing. Yeah, your shoe is made by a billion dollar company, and they're made for a dollar a piece. Yes. So even at eighty eight dollars, uh, those margins are significant. Yeah, it's crazy. And then here's the thing, bro. Like, okay, so he I think what he wants to do is he's somebody's in his ear now, obviously, yeah. and he's seeing all these hype beasts, right. all these people who just are buying sneakers, basketball sneakers. To wear for lifestyle like uses, yeah. So in his shoes, they come out in crazy colorways, like the Aunt Pearls and right, right. all those different colorways. And he sees profit. That's it. He sees profit. He wants he wants the bread. Like either say nothing or just be like, "Yo, it's time for the price to go up." Right. Simple as that. Don't don't give us some BS about it all like, this yeah, other crap. It just seems so disingenuous, and yeah, it like, also seems like a money grab because my nigga, you just signed. For two years, 57, 55 million. Yeah. And then Nike give him a crazy contract anyway. Right. He he gets a uh royal he has a royalty deal with yeah. Nike. So he's he's eating off each pair of shoes to get sold. Plus a regular contract with him, I'm sure. Oh yeah, right? he got I think his uh his upfront was crazy. Yeah. And so my nigga, you don't need the money. But At all. It, but it obviously seems like that's what this is about. It's about the money. And I just don't like how it's kind of like shoes are already ridiculously priced. Yeah, the shoe game is not the same. They're already ridiculously priced uh, because these players make so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. Nike makes so much damn money. And you're asking the working class parent, usually black parent, usually, not always, but usually, because yeah. that's who the market is really for, for these athletes. You're asking these parents to sacrifice their hard-earned dollars to buy their kid some shoes that were made in another country for two to three dollars and they're 160 bucks. Yep. And these kids idolize these players. Yeah. Like sports sports uh figures, they're still they're like the only people who are still like heavily idolized. Right. You know, and 
for the single mom or single dad who are like, man, I really want to get my son these shoes, but do I do that or do I pay this light bill? Right. And then you see your kid who's like looking up to KD, loves him, like really wants to ball for the school. And you you like, man, I know I'm gonna get these shoes, but you going broke? Right. When you're making Well, it may be, it may be you tell your kid, I would love to buy these K's, but they're too expensive. Yeah. And then hopefully one day your kid comes in contact with KD and says, My daddy wouldn't let me get your shoes because they were too expensive. Maybe that, maybe mm-hmm. that will make him be like, damn. Yeah, but maybe at this at this home. point in time, it seemed like he'd be like, "Oh well, <laughs> right." We'll tell your daddy to get his brand up. Yeah, go get. <laughs> <laughs> tell him to go get them uh, them Steph Curry's, <laughs> right? Something like that. Like I don't know. So I just want to touch on that because I felt like that was a little like, as somebody that really likes KD, hearing him say that it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, come on, man! Like one of the best things about you was was your humility. Yeah, was the fact that you were just a regular dude that you cared about the regular dude. And the regular girl, you know what I mean? Like you. Because that's where about he comes them. from. Exactly. He comes from that. Exactly. So I don't know. Like I didn't like that. I bet his mom couldn't afford a hundred sixty dollars shoes when he was coming up. Exactly. I bet he had on some like and, and that's and that's why I fucked with him because I felt like he knew. Yeah. Like he he knew about the struggle. He knew about that kid that you know parents can't afford two hundred dollars shoes. They just can't. But he's from not, he's from DC, right? Yeah, he's from DC. Yeah, DC has a, a huge uh, sneaker culture, and them kids know like how hard it is to get some kicks. Exactly. They know. Yep. Now, I want to talk about Joe Budden again. Joe Budden and Drake. I don't even know if we can call it beef yet. Nah, it ain't. Because Drake hasn't said anything. He's scared. Is that what it is? I think he's scared. I think he's scared too. I think he's scared. I'm scared for him. For those that listened last week, you know that we introduced y'all to this Drake-Joe Budden situation, and we're watching it very closely. Joe Budden released a new record titled Wake. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, you need to hurry up and listen to that. Um, and you got to see the cover art for it, too. Because very similar to when Drake released Back to Back. Yeah. Remember how he released the picture of the Toronto... this is a Toronto, great picture. Yeah, he, he released the picture of the Toronto Blue Jays player running the bases after mm-hmm. they just beat Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series yeah. because the Phillies, Meek Mill, Philadelphia. It was just a great... That was just a great... That was great. That was a great idea. Strategized. Yes. Strategically. So Joe Budden one ups him. And with this cover art. Actually, two ups him. Yeah, two ups. Yeah, yeah. two ups him. <laughs> uh, this cover art, number one, has a picture. I don't know if you guys follow baseball, but earlier this year, there was a brawl that took place between the Toronto Blue Jays and oh the God, Texas Rangers. Yeah. And the best player on Toronto, uh, which is interesting, the best player, right? The best rapper in Toronto, mm. Drake, the best player on Toronto, Jose yeah. Batista. Jose Batista got punched out. He got stole on. He got stole on <laughs> by a picture on the on the uh, Rangers. I forget his name. Uh, but anyways, the the picture on this cover art is the still photo of Batista taking that fist to the jaw. Yeah, and that's the that. cover art for Wake. Now Joe Budden released this at two thirty one a.m. Interesting. There's some very interesting. There's some significance to this. Interesting. Mind you, it took 88 weeks worth of going back on Drake's Instagram to see where this came from, but there's a picture on Drake's birthday of his birth certificate that has the time in which he was born, which happened to be 2.31 a.m. Very interesting. So there's the two up. So I'm going to release this song at 2.31 a.m., and I'm going to have a picture of the best player on Toronto Blue Jays getting socked out. May your birthday be your worst day. (laughs) Exactly. Now, (laughs) as you know... This uh, this song Wake, right? He went in on this dude. Oh yeah, gave him gave big him, time. Gave him some bars. Should we talk about these bars? We got to talk about the bars. Got to talk about these bars. 
But though, I, I feel like a lot of y'all not going to listen to this, though. They're, no, they're not, because here's the thing. These, first of all, these young kids don't know who Button is. They don't know who Joe Button is. Secondly, why not? Because he's been, he's been a little... Well, I mean, I can't say he's quiet because I'm always checking for Button. Yeah. Like... They just know him like, as Tahiri's ex-boyfriend. Slaughterhouse. Like, this dude, vicious. Yeah. Like, Eminem co-signs this dude all the time. All, all y'all favorite he's rappers co-sign him. He's a monster. As one of the best rappers. He's a monster. So, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where, where we need to start with this. Because he gave, he gave him a lot of introspection on this. As you know, all this time when he's been telling him that he wants him to rap, it's all about... Drake not being his best. Right. I mean, he, he's been taking nights off. He ain't really trying to rap. Uh, let's see. What we got here? Let's see. Let's. Oh, okay. I found it. I found a line, man. What line you got? So I take all the guns, load half the clips. I just noticed you run. We mentioned half the clips. I think that's my favorite line out the whole song. I think that's my favorite line, too. That's my favorite line. Now, it took a minute to cap- catch the meaning behind this line uh, because... As y'all know, I said it before, I've been trying to tell y'all for a long time, Pusha T has been throwing shots at Drake for a minute. Yeah. And so this line is just about how Pusha T's been throwing lines at him and Drake just runs from him every time. He ain't never said nothing. Ain't responded not one time. He don't want the problems. He picks his battles wisely. Well, why do you respond to Meek then? Because the Meek, the Meek shit was easy for him to just dispel. He could have easily wrote that off. True. He could have easily just been like, whatever, Meek, just, he just jealous. Yeah, he could have just said that. Why would he throw shots at him? Why he? Why won't know. he rap with nobody else? I don't know. I think maybe he got uh he got excited with the Meek thing because they were saying like you know what I'm saying he got the ghostwriter and all that. So I think at that time when people was pointing the finger at him, it was like oh you don't write your own stuff. Yeah. So he had to come quick. Like no, I do write my own stuff. But with this, like it's button. You know what I'm saying? And push it like they they gonna come they gonna come correct. Right, but isn't that where? If you're claiming to be the best, right? Yeah. That's your opportunity to prove right yourself. There. To prove yourself. Yeah. I would. Do you think... Do, all right. Are you expecting a response? Expecting? Do you think Joe Budden is... Yeah, both of those. Do you, are you expecting one? And do you think Joe Budden is expecting one? Nope. No for both. No. No for both. Then why is Joe even talking to him? He don't expect a response. Because he's, he's doing what Drake is supposed to do. Like, he just exercise, it's just exercise for him? First of all, it's exercise. And Button, he always, sta- he always states that, like, yo, look, I'm one of the nicest. Yeah. And I'm going to show you why. It's like, you, you can talk all you want until you start proving. You know what I'm saying? And Drake does a lot of talking. Right. He's not proving it. Now, there was one line in here that, that really... <laughs> he talks a lot about how, like, Drake is taking other people's waves... Um, he says, you leverage your celeb taking waves over. That's territorial takeover. Maybe he thinks nobody notices. Gucci wasn't home two seconds before you wrote his dick. Yeah, hop on a record <laughs> quick with it. And then, and so that takes us to the next point of how there's this rumor of this Gucci Man and Drake collaboration album that might happen. Do, do you even want that at this um, point? Or is it just, it's corny at this point to me. To me, it's corny. For Drake to just continue to do this shit. Yeah, that's corny. Like, okay, on one hand, for Gucci, it could really, like, you know, like, catapult him. But it wouldn't be the same because Gucci don't need it. Yeah. Gucci's on home confinement right now, popping. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So Gucci, Gucci don't need it. He can go and make something with one of his boys or whatever. Like, Gucci and Thug could do a mixtape. And now I respect that more than him and Drake doing one. Yeah. And then with Drake, it just seems like he just... It's a money grab. It's just a money yeah, grab. that's it. And it's like he's begging to stay relevant in the rap community. Because I said before, I was trying to separate himself. 
Yeah, he just wants to be able to say like Atlanta messes with me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good down in the south still. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> he loves that. He loves the fact that he can, that say, he can go anywhere. Yeah, that that Texas loves him. Houston, they love him. Yeah. In Memphis, they love him. In Atlanta, they love him. Like in Toronto, they love him. Like bro, just just do your thing. Don't worry about it. That's fucking corny. And be I don't know. I think he's not as genuine. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's genuine. Yeah. I don't think it is either. I think he's just doing it so that people in the hip hop community will still fuck with him. Yeah, and say like, his name. because because like I said before, he's trying to separate himself. Like that's why OVO Fest is headlined by Beanie Man and some other dance hall artists. Yeah. Like that's why. And he always wants to. I feel like he always wants to be in a position to overshadow somebody. You know, it's always going to be Drake and Gucci. Drake and such and such. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be Gucci and Drake. Like Drake would never do that with like Kanye West. Nah, because they know it's gonna be Kanye and Drake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with Drake and Future. Like it's always gonna be him leading and someone else following or coming second place. That's so whack. But we're on to his moves now. If he okay, if he yeah, does we, this, we know him. If he does this, then it's just obvious that everything we've been saying is right. He just yeah. wants to. Separate himself from the rap community and then come back to it when it's convenient for him. And yep. he just wants to get this quick check. Because yep. what? I guarantee you his next album is going to be a rap album. I don't think so. You don't think so? He's going to be like a dance hall joint? Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's going full out pop star now mm. at this point. He might. I, I think it's going to be a rap album. He might do like a, I don't know, like there might be like an OVO album of some sort or like yeah. some like. Are we ever going to get a party album? Well, that's another thing. Joe, <laughs> Joe Button said that he taking all the party albums. He got lines where he say, "We no, really, we want a party album, but you keep stealing all the party's albums to go and put it on your party album." Like, I don't know if we're gonna get a party album because he's giving all his best songs to Drake and Rihanna. Yeah, so I don't know. And he makes great records. He does. Hopefully, he got enough left over for himself. Because we were supposed to get Party Next Door two or uh, three a while ago, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to be. Yep. I thought winner. I was supposed to come out in the winter. Yeah. But then and we he got... just released a single, the uh, Come See Me. Yeah, that's all yeah. he released. That's it. And Drake was on that. He was? Yeah, Drake was on that record. Oh, come on. Yeah. And I almost thought, thought, thought Drake was gonna take that and put it on his album. That's what I thought. Party don't need Drake in a sense no more. No. I mean, well, all those niggas from OVO end up leaving. Yeah. You know? But y'all gotta the check weekend out. is doing great. Weekend's doing very weekend's well. Weekend's doing great. I, I forget that he was even with OVO, to yeah. be honest. I forget weekend's doing great. all the time. All right, man. Now, I want to hop into the schoolboy Q, but maybe we should... I don't know. What you think? Should we hop into the schoolboy Q now or make him wait on a little bit? I think we should make him wait. They got to sit and resonate with it. Make him wait on a little bit? Yeah. All right. All right. Now, last week, we gave y'all two. We gave y'all a second episode with that Bobby Tarantino... I don't know if we're going to do it for School with Q. I, I, all I'm going to say is y'all need to stay by your phones. And we'll yeah, stay tuned. We'll see. Now, for you ever heard of, though, I do want to do that. We'll, we'll do that at least. We'll talk about School with Q at a later date because it just came out. I feel like I haven't even digested it completely yet. Yeah, it's been too Typically, we have like a good week. Yeah, like I only had week. a couple days to get into days. it. Uh, but we'll talk about that schoolboy Q really You've soon. been moving around lately, too, so. Yeah, it's a lot going on out here in Vegas yeah. right now. And sometimes uh, you got to really, like, listen to the music. Yeah, I usually, I like to give it, like, five or six listens mm-hmm. before I really get into it. Uh, I've only got through it, like, three times. So, I don't want to give my full opinion I'm just yet. one. I'm one deep. Only one deep? Okay, one deep. so, yeah, so you're still fresh. So, yeah, I'm so, super Yeah, that fresh. first time, you always, that euphoria is always like, oh, this album's great. Yeah. It takes, like, five or six before I'm finally like, all right, I got a good opinion. 
good feeling about this album. I hope everybody's checked that out. If you haven't yet, check out that Blank Face. It's available right now on A lot everything. of people don't know it came out. I know. These silent, <laughs> man, because these releases, man, these silent releases, it's weird now. Albums just come out on Tuesdays, come out on Friday nights now. Yeah. And they don't come out Friday. They come out Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. They always say Friday, and then they come out Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, check out that Blank Face if you haven't yet. It's, it's, it's a solid album so far. Uh, for my You Ever Heard of this week, I'm going to do Mila J again. Mila J, the beautiful. Because, because she has some new work out uh, titled 213. It's a short EP. It's pretty good um, that you guys should She's definitely- She's staying working. I like that. Y'all should definitely- You like everything about Mila J. Apparently. I really do. But not further. Like her hustle, like for her not to be um, as big as some of the other names in the game, like she doesn't let up. Nah, she she actually moving. works harder than some of the people who are on. I believe so. I mean, she probably has to. <laughs> hey, think about it, but hey, but when you got to hustle like that and you doing it, I that shows a I lot. I follow her on uh, Snapchat, so if you don't, I suggest that you do. Yeah, you follow her on Snapchat? I don't. I mean, you, you was telling me, you was telling me. I need to follow her on Snapchat. Number she's one, so she, fun. She fine as hell. I just feel like I can't be looking at her all day. Like, <laughs> she's her so stories fun. do be long too. Her stories always mad long. I don't. But mind. when you do that, y'all got to so check fun. out a song called Friend Zone. When you check out this two one three, hop straight to track number six, Friend Zone. Oh yeah, that's a mean joint. Dope that for me. record, yeah. Friend Zone, Mila J. But listen to the whole thing, for sure. Yeah. What you got this week? Well, I got, I got my man Say Kuro. Say? Say Kuro. Say Kuro. I think I'm saying it right. Say Kuro. He got a uh, he got a new joint out called Madonna. Okay. And it's, it's a cool record, man. He's from Connecticut. Um, Dope individual, man. Really cool dude. I was chopping up with him last night. Reached out to him. Told him I liked the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's doing it, man. He, he's about to open up for Lil Uzi soon. Um, Really doing the thing out there in Connecticut. He's shooting visuals for his music. He's working on his debut project. You ever had a rapper from Connecticut? Um, I don't know. That's dope. I don't right. know, but it's yeah, time. He, it's time for Connecticut. It's time for rapper. Connecticut. Yeah. Say Kuro. Say Kuro. Yeah. I hope All I'm right. saying it right, man. If I'm not, bro, like <laughs> I'm gonna hit you and you can tell me how to say it. But I believe that's how you say it. Say Kuro. And um, yeah, the Madonna joint. Check it out. It's SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, SoundCloud backslash Say Kuro. You can find it. We'll put it in the playlist or whatever. Yeah, we'll put all this. Have you ever heard of? Check out. Um. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Our yeah. thoughts and prayers go out to the families yeah. of uh, Philando Everyone. Castile and Alton Sterling and to everybody that's out there yeah. marching, uh, protesting. Everybody be careful, be safe, take care of yourself. And please, 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 please leave your children at home. Yes. Please. Yes. Also, um, I'm going to cut you off, but um, yeah. also the game, the rapper, he has, him and his son, they started a GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his son... He saw that there was this officer, uh, Tommy Norman, in Arkansas, and he he goes around and he um goes to different communities and in his that he patrols in the city mm-hmm. of um Arkansas, whatever, and in the state of Arkansas, and um he gives out like snacks and uh, little toys and stuff to the kids in the community, and he's really doing a good job. Like he plays with them, he does like different little videos with them, yeah, and just a really good officer, like you know, patrolling his uh his community and trying to give back as much as he can. So with that. Game and his son, they started this GoFundMe, and they're trying to raise fifty thousand dollars for him. Right, and so that's he can this is so to do yeah. That, so right? he continue to do that, and games like he's not even waiting until he gets the whole fifty. Once he hits ten thousand, he's gonna deposit money into um, the officer's account, and then he's gonna continue giving him funds until he hits the fifty thousand. Nice. So for everybody out there, just um, you can go to Games page uh, at Los Angeles Confidential, or you can go to Tommy Norman's page at T Norman Twenty Three. And you can see all the good he's been doing. And he's been doing this for like two or three years now. So it's not like it's some type of gimmick or something. He's a and I've I've done a lot of research on him and he is a really good officer and he comes from that community. So he just loves to get back and um make sure the kids are doing good and staying out of trouble. That's good. I, a friend of mine posted something on my Facebook and actually tagged me in it and was talking about how 
um, one of one of the, one thing that could really help the situation because I know earlier I asked what can what, what can we do mm-hmm. would be that cops that are good because we we know it's not all of them that are terrible no, right don't. so the ones that are good are the ones that are <clears throat> that need to be speaking up right the most but we don't hear them no. we don't even hear the mayors of the cities no. say anything sometimes no and we don't so, hear the chief of police until. Last straw, like right. very last. And when we do hear them, it's more so like, oh, we're just gonna do an investigation. We'll mm-hmm. figure out what's going to, you know, They've been the suspended, same... paid leave. Exactly, same same speech we always get. So, the good cops out there, more than ever, need to show that they are good cops. I feel like and need to come out and speak and and speak publicly and do things publicly to, you know, give us that trust back right. because the disconnect is going to be there until something is done actively, right? And so it's good that there's a cop that's out there that that a public figure is actually supporting right. to bring you know more light to, to the situation at least. Uh, um, and with that, we'll leave you guys to to kind of digest that, think think about everything we talked about this week. Um, and we'll be back in our next episode to break down this blank face LP blank for face. you. Um, and that gives you some time to check it out because y'all right. need to. It definitely needs. Schoolboy Q blank fight blank face LP is available on everything, every platform, or you can buy the hard copy. I might buy the hard copy, man. Just might. I just might. Yeah. I like I like the cover. Yeah, I like so that. That kind of makes me want to buy the hard copy. Yeah. And I think it comes with that DVD too. So yeah, so okay. I, I definitely want to buy the, the deluxe. Now is it a full copy. film or is it just what we saw? I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. That's Let's find out. Yeah. I think it's a full film though, because I saw a post on Instagram that, that led me to believe it was a full film. Okay. That's we'll good. definitely I'll check definitely that out. Because I like that. Um, like we said before, you can hear us on five different platforms. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, TuneIn Radio. And Google Play. We so own everything. On any device that you own. And we will read more reviews for you guys on the next episode. Because I have a feeling it might come. We might get that shit in episode. I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll see how we feel. We'll see how we feel.